Hello, language and culture lovers. This is Jules, your host of the All Things ISM podcast. Welcome to this week's episode, which centers around Aosatru, an Old Norse paganism that has become the fastest growing non-Christian religion in Iceland. When most people think of this country, religion is not normally what pops into their minds. However, over 75% of the Icelandic population are registered as members of a religious organization. Later in the show, when I share the random fact of the episode, you'll get a better idea of what the percentages are when it comes to these religious organizations in the country. But in terms of Ausatru, I want to talk a little bit about when and why it was founded. Paganism was once the norm in this country. In fact, the majority of the settlers that came to Iceland in the 900s were members of Ausatru. However, the spread of Christianity drastically diminished its members, and Christianity became the official religion of the country in the year 1000. While the Althingi, which is Icelandic parliament, declared that Christianity would be the only religion in Iceland, people were still allowed to practice the old religion just as long as they did it in secret. The re-recognition of Ausatru in Iceland came about in 1973, and the journey to that recognition is quite fascinating. Four men named Svein Björn Bentenson, Jör Mundur Inki Hansen, Dagur Thorleifsson, and Thorstein Gvudjonsson met in a cafe in Reykjavik during winter in 1972 and came up with the idea to found a folk religion. It is believed that the start of this religion was due in part to the counterculture and religious sentiments at the time. Additionally, nationalism and the interest in spiritism and elves created a near-perfect environment for the resurgence of Ausatru. Svein Björn Bentenson, who later became the first high priest of the re-emerged Ausatru, believed that the religion was based on a belief of hidden forces in the land. He also felt that Icelanders had a desire to have their own religion and that they should support it just as much as they do imported religions. Ausatru, in many ways, was a movement back to nature during a time when the negative effects of being an industrialized civilization was rearing its ugly head. To gain recognition of Ausatru as an official religion in Iceland, Svein Björn Bentonsson and Thorstein Gudjonsson met with Olavur Johansson, the Minister of Justice and Ecclesiastical Affairs in Iceland, right before Christmas in 1972. At first, the minister thought they were joking, but once he realized that they weren't, he requested more paperwork. A funny occurrence that goes along with this story is that when Svein Björn and Thorstein left the minister that day, after he thought it was a joke, a thunderstorm caused the lights in the center of Reykjavik to go out. According to an article in Visir at the time, the paper joked that Thor, the thunder god, was showing his dissatisfaction with the vague answers that Svein Björn and Thorstein had received from the minister. The most notable opposition to the re-recognition of the religion came from the bishop of Iceland at the time, Sigurd Björn Einarsson. He went on to publish his opinion in Morgenbladet, which pointed out that the Icelandic constitution did grant everyone the right to found organizations to serve God, but that this assumed a monotheistic outlook. 
He also criticized the organization for having vague teachings and that they had no house of worship. He took his criticism even further by trying to connect the Ausatru to the racial ideology of Nazi Germany and the reemergence in the belief of German folklore during the time. He was essentially calling into question the moral teachings of the organization. Lastly, he felt that since there were only 21 people seeking recognition, they were quite small. Morgenbladeth, the country's biggest newspaper, agreed with him and put out a very bold statement. They said that Christianity was the basis of Icelandic society and that Christ is enough, though he was not enough for Hitler, Stalin, or their followers. The members of Ausatru replied to the bishop's criticism by saying that Christianity has some polytheistic elements and that their religion could include a belief in a supreme being. They also expressed that it was highly improbable that a member of Ausatru had been associated with the Third Reich. However, they know for a fact that many Christian sects had cooperated with the Nazis. In the end, the bishop and Morgan Blavis opinion did not prevent Ausatru from being officially recognized. They were granted the title of a religious organization by the Icelandic government in May 1973. With this recognition, they have the legal right to perform marriages and other ceremonies. They are also entitled to a share of church tax, which is calculated based on the number of adult members. Unfortunately, the drama didn't end there. Two members of the Independence Party, also known as Schelfsteide Flockeren, requested an explanation as to why Ausatru had been given legal recognition. Olaver, the minister that granted the recognition, defended his decision by saying that the Icelandic constitution granted freedom of religion and freedom of association. According to the Independence Party members, which they very much were resonating the same as the Bishop of Iceland, said that recognizing a polytheistic religion and idol worship was in direct opposition to the Constitution because freedom of religion only applied to monotheistic religions. The minister essentially stated that the Constitution's stance on this particular matter had been up for debate by legal scholars because it wasn't crystal clear that the Icelandic constitution only applied to monotheistic religions, the recognition of Ausatru as a religion was upheld. While this worked for Ausatru, a couple of years later in 1975, the Althingi changed the law so that it became more difficult for new religious organizations to gain recognition. Now that you have a little backstory on when and how Ausatru was created, I think it is interesting to share why this religion is so unique Besides being the religion of the Vikings and polytheistic, there are other aspects to the religion that set it apart from Christianity and some other religions in the world. One thing that I was pleasantly surprised by while learning about this religion is that it is one of peace and tolerance. They do not believe in glorifying heroism, battles, blood, or militarism. As you can tell, it is quite different than the Viking version of this religion that was practiced during the settlement times. Because it is so open and philosophical, some people feel it is similar to Unitarian Universalism. However, Ausatru focuses on keeping harmony with nature and the search for harmony in one's life. Unlike most religions, they don't have a prescribed scripture or dogma. If you feel the need to read something, they will encourage you to read the poetic and prose Eddas written by Snorri Sturluson. There is no praying to gods, and the gods are not seen as perfect or divine. In fact, the gods don't judge you, and could even be seen as friends. 
What is also fascinating is that Ausatru's growth has not been from members trying to directly convert others to follow. The high priest of the religion believes that people will want to join if they learn about the organization and see their ceremonies. Here is what the current high priest, Hilmar Ör, Hilmarsson, said about his faith in an interview in 2003. I quote, I believe in a higher power which appears to us in the multiplicity of nature and human life. We have manifestations of certain primal forces which we regard as gods, and we have a division in the roles of the gods. These are powers that are visible, half-visible, and sometimes invisible. One could have a long scholarly discussion on the role of individual gods, but in the end, this is a question of a feeling for the different aspects of life. End quote. In 2010, he was quoted as saying, and I quote, Monotheism is one truth for the masses, but polytheism is many truths for the individual. End quote. The setup of the organization is that it has one high priest called an Alzheria Gode, or the Goli of all, and there are ten Godar. So Gode is singular, and Godar is plural in Icelandic. The ten godar are priests that oversee congregations in different geographical regions of the country. The second highest office in the religion is Kjalnesinga Gode, which is the Godi of Kjalnesting. If you've had the chance to listen to my podcast episode about Ingolver Arnason, the first settler of Iceland, which I'll link in the show notes if you haven't, you might recall that he owned Kjalnes which is basically what is now known as the greater metro area of Reykjavik. A gode can perform all religious ceremonies, including marriages, funerals, and blot. So far, there have been four Alshiera godar, or high priests. As mentioned earlier, Svein Björn Bentonsson was the first. In the beginning, the organization had a lot of ambition and some pretty big goals. Some of their goals included building a temple and getting a burial ground. However, enthusiasm waned due to slow growth in membership. From 1973 to 1985, it had only grown by 16 members. Fortunately for them, by 1992, membership had risen to 119. When Svein Björn died in 1993, elections were held for a new Alshjæragode, Jör Mundur Inki Hensen, one against Hoikur Haldorsson, with 59 votes versus 34. Under Jörmundur Inki, the religion saw major growth in membership. In 2002, the membership number reached 628. During this time, the percentage of female members also rose from 13% in 1994 to 21% in 2002. The religion also achieved its biggest goal of gaining a burial ground in 1999. Jörmundur Inki designed it, and the first burial took place that year. Unfortunately, with growth came internal disputes. In 2002, Jörmundur Inki was fired by the board of directors. They installed Jonina Kristin Berg as the temporary replacement, but eventually Hilmar Ör Hilmarsson, who I mentioned earlier, was chosen in 2003 and is currently the high priest of Ausatru. Under his leadership, membership numbers grew to 4,126 in 2018, making it the fastest-growing non-Christian religion in Iceland. The different congregations of Ausatru host meetings every week, which are open to the public. However, their big ceremonies are called blot. In previous episodes, specifically episodes 23, 25, and 28 of this podcast, 
I brought up Thorrablot, which is the Icelandic midwinter festival. While that festival is one that the religion holds, there are four main ones each year. Jólablot, or Jólblot, is held on the winter solstice. Sigurblot, Victory Blot, is held on the first day of summer, also known as Summardagurin Firsti. Lastly, Vertunaltablot, Winter Nights Blot, is held on the first day of winter. There are local blots that Godar or priests hold for their individual congregations for various reasons. And while you can practice this religion in other places, in order to be an official member of Alsatru, you have to be in Iceland as a resident. Now that you learned a bit about this fascinating religion, I'm going to move to the random fact of the episode. According to the data from 2018, Iceland has five religious congregations where the number of members includes 1% of the population or more. The largest religious congregation is the National Church, which has 233,062 people, or about 66% of the population. The second is the Catholic Church of Iceland, which has 13,799 members, or about 4% of the population. The third is the Free Church of Reykjavik, which has 9,866 members, or 2.8% of the population. The fourth is the Free Church of Hapnarfjörður, which has 6,946 members, or 2% of the population. Lastly is Ausatrua Fjellagith, or what I've been saying the whole episode, Ausatru, which has 4,349 members, or 1.2% of the population. As I mentioned, none of the other religions in Iceland have more than 1% of the population as its members, so I'm just not going to name them. But, of course, there are many different religions that are practiced here, as well as there are a decent amount of people who don't practice any religion at all. The Icelandic word of the day is one you just heard me say, which is Ausatruafielagith. I'm going to say that slowly and break it down. The first part is Ausa, Ausa. The second is Truar, Truar. The third, Fielagith, Fielagith, Fielagith. Altogether, it's Ausa Truar Fielagith. Ausa Truar Fielagith, which translates into the Ausa Fellowship. Ausatru means faith of the Aesir, and Aesir is a group of gods, and some of them, which are pretty well known in Norse mythology that you've heard of, are Odin, Frigg, Thor, Baldur, and Tyr. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of All Things Iceland. I upload a new episode every week, so make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss out on new episodes that come out. If you want to connect with me or see what I'm up to on some of the adventures that I take in Iceland, you can check out the links that I have to my social media profiles in the show notes of this episode, which can be found on my website from foreigntofamiliar.com. I do sometimes get people reaching out to me with questions. Sometimes they want to meet up if they're going to be in Iceland. And I'm open to all of those things. Of course, the meeting up part really just depends on my schedule, but I am always happy to hear from people. So feel free to reach out, whether you're sending me an email or through Instagram, Facebook, or whatever you choose. Lastly, I've started uploading more YouTube videos, and I have a really fun series over there that I rolled out a couple of weeks ago called Weird Icelandic Words. 
And I also share about my experiences here in Iceland on a personal level. So if you're curious about learning more about what it's like to live in Iceland as an expat, feel free to check out my channel on YouTube. You can just Google Jules Chambers or check out the link in the show notes that will take you directly there. Thank you.